Thank you guys for coming out. Uh, this is Burn the Ship Podcast, where we inspire entrepreneurs to go all in by connecting them with professionals that can help them do it. Um, so today, our guests are Zachary and Jennifer. Uh, so I appreciate you guys coming out today for the podcast to share some times when we've already shared some laughs since we've been in here. So I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your energy being here in the morning. Um, and this is exciting to me. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your business. Tell us why you're here. Sure. Uh, I'm Zachary Bennett. And um, I own Reformation Productions, which is a full-service marketing agency here in uh, the North Atlanta metro. Uh, you were actually quite a drive. I'm in Gwinnett County. Mm. So I uh, had to fight through the traffic to get all here right. this morning. But uh, uh, we actually have clients that are all throughout the, uh, the southeast. And, um, yeah, that's who I am. Who are you? Who am I? <laughs> I am Jennifer Bennett. Um, I am an art, well, I'm art director at Reformation Productions, the agency, um, but I'm also a graphic designer by trade. So it's my business to make everything kind of look pretty and make sure everything looks pretty before it goes out to the clients. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I'm she's, also I'm also his better half. That's right. She's she's my <laughs> she, even though she's on my left, she's my right hand. Right. <laughs> I'm right. so good I could be on both sides at once. I don't know what that means. Well, it's almost perfect. It's almost perfect metaphor for what you guys do is like you can't have one without the other. As pretty as it is, is the functionality and as functional yeah. as it can be it's got to look a certain way you know to make Absolutely. it work so you know tell us how did you guys you, you both have esteemed background in this area so tell us the the thirty thousand foot view of how you got into all of these different positions today and some of the stuff that you guys have going on because your your, your story and where you are right now in your business sure. is pretty unique uh well um my my story's long i'm gen x <laughs> so um i uh, actually started out as a musician uh, went to school to learn how to run a uh, recording studio because I was creative and that's what I did. Uh, and then uh, when being a rock star didn't work out and I wanted to have a family, I joined corporate America. And uh, also being creative, I joined a creative industry, which was marketing agencies. So uh, I've worked in uh, big name marketing agencies for over 25 years. Uh, I've served clients like Bank of America, Home Depot, Victoria's Secret, big names that most people have heard of. Uh, and then in, uh, I can't remember what year it was, couple of years ago now, actually it's like a decade ago, okay. I uh, decided I wanted to stay home with my children more. I was traveling three or four days out of the week, right? So I wanted to stay home with my children more. So I decided to start my own agency where I could be at home more and watch my children grow up. Now, I don't work any less, but I do travel less. Sure. <laughs> and uh, so I started my own agency and... Um, one of the things that I realized pretty quickly after doing that is, you know, when you're working at a, a larger agency and you have these big corporations, your contact is a VP of marketing, director of marketing, somebody that's educated in how business communications work. When you go off and your target becomes smaller businesses, oftentimes they don't have any idea what it is that they're actually looking to do, right? If So if you open a restaurant, it's because you make the best chili or whatever, not because you're really great at marketing. So because of that, I started doing a lot of educational things. So uh, I would go out into the business community and educate them, do seminars. I still do it uh, today. I work with uh, the SBA score and the SBDC and several chambers of commerce doing uh, speaking engagements across the, uh, the area. And uh, give workshops to help train the, the business community, help them to understand the why they need to market their business and then how to do it properly 
as you know set out by all these fortune 500 companies that i've known that's really the the biggest thing uh that i do is my my vast experience i guess you will i'm old enough to say that now is uh he is. is kind of what, <laughs> what what brings me to it what about you about what oh uh mm, okay so my backstory is not nearly as um diverse in, in portfolio <laughs> but i went to college for theater i thought i was going to be a broadway or no i'm not a broadway star but like a movie star you wanted to be a rock star i wanted to be a movie star actually it was my dream to work on snl back when it was cool in the 90s uh well in the 70s it was really cool too but anyway um <laughs> so i always wanted to work on snl i had a flair for comedy i also had a flair for timing and quick being quick-witted and I also had a paralyzing stage fright that happened to me well into my career. So it derailed me from that dream. But I always still had um, some of the skills left over from studying acting. And that was, uh, first of all, I love humans. I love people. And so I study people. And I know people. And I'm very intuitive. And I'm a good listener. And all of those things kind of translated well into marketing and advertising because I understand why people do things. I watch people. I watch their reactions to things, what works, what doesn't work. And um, somewhere along the way, I picked up uh, Adobe. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, um, Photoshop and I I can do it all. And so I didn't even know that. It's funny because I barely had a computer in college because I'm pretty old too. (laughs) And now I I was on all those programs. And and so I ended up getting... um, into graphic design and uh, building logos and building websites from the um, UI UX perspective. And then uh, coming into Reformation Productions Agency, I was able to kind of be a jack of all trades or a gen of all trades. I could build websites, I could build logos, I also could do creative brainstorming and taglines and things like that. And and it just became uh, the skills that I learned in acting uh, and comedy actually parlay very nicely right. into what I do right now. Yeah, she we also um she does a lot of uh voiceover work for for the agency and you'll hear her voice quite a bit. Um and also if ever I need anyone to do anything funny in on video, she's my go-to person. Yeah. If you okay. look at if, so, you, if you look at Straight Shot Marketing Podcast and you look at our promo trailers, those First she's, of all, most she's of those the, are... She's the star of that. I'm the ridiculous one, mostly against my will. <laughs> but I will say that, you know, marketing is amazing, and I've loved it. I love studying people. But my dream job, to be completely candid, is I want to be the talking animal sidekick in a Disney movie. Oh, wow. So... If anyone's out there that has the hookup, <laughs> I, I don't care. I'll be a weasel. I don't care what it is. It's not a bad thing to ask. I mean, you know, I'm just starting to throw it out there. <laughs> she actually, uh, she did do the um, the voiceover for a lot of uh, my book, the audio version of my book. She didn't read the, the entire book, but she did the prologue and that sort of thing. Cool. Yeah, I also did all the artwork and the design. And yeah. So cover to cover type stuff. But yeah, um, so it's interesting because when we go, <laughs> when we go places, Zachary is the consummate professional. He's amazing that way. He's very cerebral. Oh, we're going to get candid here. Yeah. <laughs> or we're going to get kind of candid. If you guys want to get into like a marital session, we can. But I'm going to get professionally candid. Um, he's very cerebral and he's very professional and he's very um, 
I guess I want to say always all up in his head about thinking about strategy and the long term, the end game, the big picture. And me, I live in the trenches with the folks. And so I'm usually the minutiae. I'm the details. I'm the comic relief to his straight man. And I am also tend to be more quieter. It doesn't seem like it right now, but uh, <laughs> I'm the quieter one that's always kind of helping him in the background. But it's been an interesting ride to be more, more invo- involved as a Tristan, wife in this. You're like their non-biological child. You know that? <laughs> Tristan, do you need new parents? You can have us. He's like a perfect mixture. He's like incredibly technical like skills wise mm-hmm. whiz illustrator photoshop anything adobe any premiere yeah. all it, it's crazy because i try to learn illustrator and i'm like googling hotkeys all the time you know like it's ridiculous yeah. illustrators are my so, nightmare sometimes yeah i'm retired i think um <laughs> that that aspect plus the understanding the actual intention the business side mm-hmm. like we're we're growing we're we're learning what you do while he's already has the, the the skills that you have to build stuff like he built the logo the logo's good oh yeah you logo's definitely have to have both sides the logo's clean yeah and we have to understand how to make it work for us you know so it's very it's very specific i'm i'm interested to see as you grow into what you do <laughs> how much better we get at what we do well you know? it's interesting because so this is how we do business zachary and i as a team professionally zachary comes up with the ideas i mean we might come up with some ideas together but he comes up with strategy and ideas and he's like okay this is what i want make it happen yep and then i'm like i don't think that's possible <laughs> and right he'll say, yes it is possible okay well what's our client budget not enough uh, okay so how do we make it possible within the client's budget which is an entirely different type of nightmare and but but that's the it takes both because if it was just me on my own I would just make things pretty and amazing and maybe there wouldn't be a lot of end end game or big picture about it and if Zachary was working by himself it would be like a web programmer trying mm-hmm. to design a website we all know what those look like sorry <laughs> but um, you need the balance uh, between the the what the why and how all the sure. way around. Did your stage fright, your paralyzing paralyzing stage fright, did that transfer over to the camera? Yes, I hate it. Really? I hate being in front of the camera. I do, which is why I like voiceover work because I have a face built for radio. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, every time, <laughs> Me too. every time I get in front of the camera, I just uh, I'm self conscious and you know, like most people, I think sure. a lot of people. I used to be kind of a ham. I used to enjoy being in front of the camera, and then. Something just clicked in me, uh, whatever, another time, story, whatever, big thing. But I was like, you know what? I think I'm better behind the scenes. And so, but alas, I do have some talent skill, yep. I will say and training. I, I pull her out all the time. Yeah. She goes kicking and screaming. Yes. I, yeah. He came to my desk yesterday. It was like, by the way, you know, we're filming a video today. I need you to do a video tutorial of walking through this website for our client. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? I want all the ladies that are listening right now to hear me when I say this. I show up to work on a random Thursday, and the boss approaches you and says, you're going to be on camera for the world to see. Ten minutes. Go do what you got to do. And I'm like, we're kidding me right now. <laughs> so I mean, it was just he does it to me all the time. I'm like, you know, I don't have hair and makeup people to just follow me around. Right. So it was it's very stressful. Right. She does a great job. I like talking to people. I like being in front of people. I think the hardest thing for me to do is to pretend to be somebody else. Sure. 
So I think that was basically what happened um, for theater. And, have you ever done comedy? Yes, I, I have done stand up. I worked at um, I worked at Second City Chicago, oh. and I did uh, Improv Olympic. Oh, cool! I wanted to be on SNL. That and sketch comedy is my. And I, I stand up is wonderful, but sketch comedy is really what I wanted to do. That's what I still want to do. It, if you I if mean, you want a time frame, she auditioned for the Brady Bunch movie. That's when she <laughs> she went out to uh, yeah. to California and was part of, of all of that. There was something yes, else. Yes, I auditioned for Jan Brady. You know, the less attractive one of the three. <laughs> Marsha, 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 and I didn't get it. That's my claim to fame. No, I mean, I did pilot season, and I did stuff like that. Now, I worked in L.A., and I worked in New York, and I did, you know, I did stuff. I was on this track in my life, and Zachary can attest. We have the same story, his in music, mine in acting uh, and comedy. You know, we have this track on our lives. This is what we're going to do. This is where we're going to be when we grow up. When I was little... I, well, first I wanted to be a pony before I realized I couldn't be a horse. I wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? No, because that's a lot of math. And so I was like, you know and what? I'm going to be. I could handle No one scary. ever talks about that. I have that. I have wrote a joke about that. Like everyone's talking about, I want to be an astronaut and a firefighter. Everyone just brainwashes kids to decide. Like to they don't the realize scariest, you're running into fire. <laughs> the scariest possible occupations. Like, no, I'm not interested in space. I'll stay here. <laughs> For me, it's just a lot of math. And I was young when I got into that. I'm good at math. I was young when I was like, space? I was like, no, everything I watch on the, the movies, it goes so bad every time. If I walk sure. out of the aircraft, yeah. my skin will fall yeah. off. We're not good at space. That's really what <laughs> we're really not that good at. That's no. why we quit going. You know, we, leave we just it to send other robots. People. We send robots, and then like ninety five percent of the, the robots. Ch- we send the Chinese. Break. We send Chinese to do the to work yeah. for us. Yeah. yeah, we really do. Yeah, so I we had you know I was on this life track, Zachary as well in, in his own life, and then you know something divert diverts you to a different path. And but he does a lot of audio mixing and uh, producing of the videos as well as the um, sound that we use as far um, needle yeah, drop music and stuff. Scoring the music, yeah. So I mean the the skills that we have picked up and trained for in our previous lives. Uh, definitely translate into what we do and why we're weird about it now sure a lot of people buy music we don't we make our own a lot of people buy voiceovers we don't we make our own and we do a lot of on-camera stuff and a lot of people don't want to do that i don't want to do that but we do it so yeah we back when jingles were were popular and everybody sang their commercials we, we can do oh that you too. were in hog heaven it's, it doesn't happen as often anymore but hey we've we've written jingles Zachary, would you write me a rock tune about campbell's soup real quick <laughs> she says that because i did, he did. And, he, and i say <laughs> really? that because he plays it on the ipod in the car oh wow <laughs> it's still my creation what can i say yeah we <laughs> need a we've been talking about that this the intro song for the podcast sure when that's going to happen. Well, Tirson's tired of my ideas. He truly is. Is that we don't have to live together. You know, we don't have to be married. So like when he gets tired of my ideas, he just tells me like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then there's nothing else that I can do. Like I can't make his life miserable enough sure. to do it. You know, You're so, so lucky. Ah, he's lucky. I'm, I wish I could manipulate him better. But the, uh, the real, like when you're talking about your skills leading up to kind of what you do now, like, like tell me about that. So you guys are really you know, turn yourselves into this expert with not, you know, schooling or not, you know, because I'm so sound technically, it's because I really understand the human behavior that really drives what our clients are trying to communicate. So tell me a little bit about, you know, you've arrived at this in your business. You've started your own agency. You realize kind of what your role is there and how you guys are fitting in together. 
what what are some of the early work that you guys get into and what's work like now you know what what is the what is that value that you guys are creating well a lot of what what made that come about is observation um you know in in psychology i took psychology in school because i enjoy the, you know the whole thinking process and um, it's like you know, philosophy is something that people study because they enjoy it, not because they're going to get a job in it. Right. But in marketing, marketing is really, you know, the combination of psychology, creativity, and strategy all together. So the, the psychological part of it is why do people do certain things? We have to study human behavior and why they do certain things. Now, because of my you know career, I have watched lots of companies do this with lots of different targets, different audiences. So these people think this way, think this way, da, da, da. And I have figured out because I've done it so much, how to segment and target very specific people. So, uh, you know, that observation experience, you can't trade, you know, experience for anything. Um, but, uh, that there are some people that I've have, uh, have learned from as well, which is why I turn around and try to, to help teach people uh, today, but a lot of it has to do with being able to understand really big picture things. Uh, and if you, you need to, as a business owner, you need to be able to understand as much as you can without getting bogged down in the minutia of something that you're not really good at. Um, and so we bring the, the, the big picture of everything together and the how to do it so that you can concentrate on, you know, making whatever widgets your, your business happens to be. That's kind of, I think I got off track of your original question, but that's kind of where it led me to. <laughs> well, honestly, you brought up something very interesting, uh, just to bring it kind of back around. But, you know, you as um, a musician, at, at, you know, at some point sure. in your life, one of the things that you're very, very good at in that life was producing. Mm -hmm. You can hear a song and how it's supposed to go 15 steps above it. And then you try to get the instruments to do what you need them to do to create the overall sound. Sure. So you're not building it from the inside out. You're building it from the outside in. And that's the way he works in marketing is that he builds everything, the strategies for businesses from the outside all the way into it. And uh, like he said, into that minutia. And once it gets to that point, he consults out with me and the other team about like, this is the things I need. These are the instruments yeah. I need. Uh, but it needs to sound like this at the end of the day. And so it's our job to get it to sound like his vision or the vision he's discussed with the client. But we pick, we, we are the ones that are picking up the instruments, so to speak, to, to get it done. And that is what has been very helpful for you. Well, a lot you bring up a, a really good point is a lot of people try to do it backwards. They want to go ahead and, and make their website, make their logo, make all of these pieces that are tools without ever knowing who they are or what they should say. And the problem is that if you do all of that and then you figure out what your messaging and your position should be, then you have to go redo them all because you did them wrong. So, you know, outside in, as she's saying, big picture down to little picture, we figure out who are you? What are you going to say? What's going to matter, right? If I'm trying to get you to buy from me, I have to figure out what's going to make you want to buy from me. And then that's what I have to give to you. If I don't know what that is, anything that I make could be an absolute waste of money. Sure. So that's where the, you know, the homework, the big picture stuff really has to be done first. And the issue is a lot of business owners, as much as they understand that you have to market your business, 
Everybody should know that by now. It's in every single business book you'll ever read. Uh, you have to market your business. So they'll jump into, well, I want to bypass all of the hard work and just make the tool. Right. And then the tool comes out as being overly informational. And there's no calling for why I should choose you over somebody else. And then it doesn't work. And they wonder why. Well, it's because you didn't do it correctly. So there's a lot of following the correct steps, which I've kind of broken down to a science by now. Yeah, I think the, the thing that's interesting about um, agencies like ours is that a business owner, perhaps a small to medium-sized business owner especially, they look at an agency as being a lot of financial investment that they don't want to take on. Oh, that's expensive. I don't think, how, how much is it going to cost? Oh, mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't do that. And yes, the, the number, I guess, sounds scary. However, what we're actually doing is saving them money in the long run because what they will do instead of hiring an agency – uh, to look at that big picture and to put the pieces in play to facilitate a greater mission. What they do is they build all of these tools, like Zachary's saying, that probably don't work. That's a lot of wasted time. Time is money. It's a lot of wasted money. Money is money. And so what we're trying to do is to get them to step out on the right foot forward. So that way every forward motion is in the correct direction. Uh, what and so they don't think of it as saving money to go to an agency, but that's really what we're trying to do is to save them uh, unneeded steps and unneeded tools. Well, you have to invest in your business. If you're going to run a business, you're going to have to invest in it, time or money, depending on where your skill set lies. You're going to have to invest in your business, and if you don't do it correctly, then you are wasting some of your investment. Whether you're wasting your time or you're wasting your money. And so, uh, and a lot of people don't want to spend money on things they don't understand. It's the same reason why people don't like lawyers and they don't like car mechanics because they don't understand what they do. Right. Um, you know, which is one of the reasons why I wrote uh, this book is breaking down marketing into a way that I think people can understand. Uh, the, it uses the, the Van, I'm not she's, covering she's, the title. She's Vanna. I'm not covering the title. Uh, it uses the relationship uh, comparison of because everybody can relate to that, right? When you when you're a little girl and you're you're dressing up in in bridal clothes and imagining what your wedding should be, all the way through you know engagement, getting married, all of that that correlates in business if you know how to look at it. And so what I've done is kind of broken that down in this book so that people can understand what people talk about in college and, and it goes right over a lot of folks' heads. Sure. Um, because when you, you know, like I said, you start off your own your own business, you make, um, you know, dog collars or, or you have a, a, a your own car mechanic shop or whatever you're doing, you didn't necessarily go to school to understand the minutia of business. Sure. So I try to help them along with that in a way that they can understand as much as possible. Tell me a little bit about so the something that you said interests me there it's is kind of a, a a countering point of view is that you told me at the beginning that you understand how to kind of segment that ideal audience ideal customer sure. for a specific business and then you've established some a sort of science for getting to that portion even though that's you know a diverse answer right what are some of those consistent indicators that business owners can look at to say 
whether their marketing is working or not. You know, what what is the, walk me through that straight line process so I understand sure. what is that it's science. <laughs> the 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 steps are the same regardless of what business you have, uh, and regardless of of who your audience is, because it's the natural way of progressing through things, and and that'll make sense when I, once I explain it. Matter of fact, uh, the icons that we use um, when we're explaining what straight line marketing is um, are you know very. Um, elemental. You you have you know the hearing, which is the ear. You have the brain, which is the thinking. You have the mouth, which is the speaking. So it kind of has a natural flow to it. But it starts off with you have to know who you are, right? So identify is the first stage of the process. You have to know who you are, um, have a vision for your um, your business, what you want to accomplish. Because if you're the business owner, which in the small business community, that's who a lot of it is. They're actual individuals that own the business as opposed to, you know, a board of people. And so that you have to know who you are, know what you want, because that matters. Because if you don't know, do that, you can get strung along 10 years later, you hate your business, which is not what you want. So knowing who you are, what you're about, how you're going to be different in the marketplace is, is the first piece. The next piece is what we call listen, and it's all about consumer research. So this is who you are. Who do you want to reach? What makes matters to them? What are their media habits? Where do they live, work, and play? What, uh, what do they like? What do they dislike? You know, you can say different things to people, and it mean different things. For example, if you were to ask my father to go, we're going to go do this this weekend. It will be fun. My father would think that's a waste of time. Whereas if you tell my son we're going to do something fun, he's all in, right? That same word means different things to different people. So you have to understand the people you're trying to reach, what, what's their language? What works for them? What, what do they care about? So that then you can take, the, this is the third stage, think. You can take who you are and what you care about, who they are, what they care about, and how best to talk to them, and you put it together. That's where you build the strategy based on those two things. Um, and so at that point, you come up with the messaging, the positioning, and the overall strategy for what you should do for your company based on those things. If you don't have those, then you are likely missing your target every time you're, you're you know, building a tool. After you figure that out, the, thir- the fourth stage is speak, and that's where we make all of the stuff. Right, we make the the logos, the websites, the um, collateral material, the shirt that you have on, whatever it may be. Yep, and then the the final stage is called um, uh, measure. And that's where you kind of go back and you say, okay, in the past year, we've moved the needle this much. What worked and what didn't work? You course correct what didn't work, you pat yourself on the back for the things that did work, and you're always moving forward that way. And so you basically have a, a plan for your business that's continually moving forward and growing as you grow. Sure. Can you tell me a story? Can you tell me a real-world example of of someone comes to you, walk them through this process, what was their plan of attack, what was their increase um, in their bottom line? or? I'm trying to think of how much I can actually share with you because a lot of that is is intimate to the business. Sure. Um, there's like trade secrets that I don't give away to for, for them for for the clients. Maybe you could sure. just not mention the, the business itself, like um, who they are. But okay. Just- yeah, I've had I've had a business that turned around and did. 1100% better than when they first started because they followed the process. I've also had people that have 
um, gone through 11, 1100% is my favorite because that sounds like such a huge number. It literally, it's, I sat there yeah. for a second, I'm like, what? They went from <laughs> one location to 11 locations based on the process that, that we sent them through, which to me, that's success, right? So, but I've also had people that have followed through the first two steps, bailed on the third step, and they didn't. You know, that once you stop, it doesn't matter how far you came if you don't follow through with it. So, um, and we have a lot of people, we have a, another client, you know, it's, it's not, people are not perfect. They're flawed. And you have to understand human nature with people. We, I, I helped to build a company from the, the very beginning. They came over to this country and I, I walked them through. I said, okay, number one, this is how America works. Because it's different across in it's different, different. It's different countries. I'm like, American business works this way. We believe in capitalism. Capitalism works like this. So I explained to them that the whole piece, you know, I do a lot of consulting and, and business coaching and that sort of thing to kind of help people understand certain things. So I'm like, this is how America works. This is what you need to do. And then we started walking them through the steps. And then they got through step, they got through part of speak and they got frustrated because it was costing money. Mm-hmm. So then they started trying to cut corners. Cutting corners is a bad idea. Um, because then what they would do is everything that they would make after that was not in line with everything else we did because they were trying to go around doing it through the agency. And it didn't, it didn't work well for them. And they always end up coming back. A lot of times I'll get clients that I have, literally have to fix what they've done before. Um, a lot of our business, if it's not taking people from the beginning and taking them through, then we have people that have taken it as far as they can on their own, decide they need professional help to go to that next level. Then they hire us. And then the other is we have a, a company that has, you know, several years in the making and they've just absolutely done it wrong. And I have to go back and fix everything that they've done. So I've seen all different angles of the same thing from a lot of different types of of companies. Um, and you know, it, 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 bottom line is if you do it the way you're supposed to do it, it will work. Sure. You know, you have people that talk about, um, well, you know, I tried social media and it didn't work. Well, at this point, you know, back when, cause I was around when, when Facebook and all of that first started for business and business was like, I don't want to be on Facebook. I don't want anybody to know about my dog and blah, 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 whatever. Well, at this point, Social media has been around long enough. The, the statistics are in. If social media isn't working for you and your business, you're doing it wrong. It has nothing to do with the tool. It has to do with how you're doing it. So you have to go in and figure out, okay, what are you doing incorrect that could fix it? You can't blame the tool. You can't blame the hammer for putting a, a you know an injury in your th- on your thumb. It's not the tool's fault. It's not the uh, you know social media's fault. It's not the television's fault. It's not the billboard's fault. It's whatever's behind that that you skipped. It's that that's where where the fault lies. Sure. And do you see different mediums not working for? Like my company, the, the merchant side, merchant services side of sure. things is one area of marketing. I explained a little bit of that to you guys a while ago. How we were marketing was very face to face. You know, we needed people to see us and hear us and talk to us and like us and do sure. business with us. Now we're this podcast specifically is you know B to B, so it's business and our ideal audience obviously is business owners because we want people to be able to get away from something like you know get something out of this. Then we, <coughs> excuse me, we also have a B2C podcast, an entertainment podcast, where as I see that 
this process. I understand that, you know, the measurables and the process that we go through is going to, you know, bring us to the same place of outlining what is our game plan to reach sure. our ideal audience. Are there some of those, like what are what are some of the mediums that work well for some things or versus some of the mediums that work not well for something? And especially if you guys know of some type of medium that's good for marketing that probably we haven't heard for, of. for you specifically. Well, no, for well for us, we're we're I think we're the easiest one to answer that question for because it's everything that is marketing is going to work at sure. us in some fashion. It just depends what area we decide to align it with in our business. Yeah, it it really depends on what the business is. There's no universal area uh, answer for everyone. However, the majority of of people at this point should be on what I call the digital broadcast, which is the internet. Somewhere along the line, you should be on the internet. Now, which platform you should be on is going to differ depending on who you are. But businesses trade on attention, and everybody's attention is right here. You know, if and if you, you don't believe me, look around. You see people like this all the time. You're sitting at your dinner table, your kids are doing this. Uh, it used to be that businesses would interrupt um, people's attention with commercials, right? You're watching your favorite show. We would take advantage of that by interrupting you to bring you our, our message. People no longer watch the television the way that they used to. Uh, now, if a commercial comes on television, what are they doing? Checking, they're checking, they're checking their social media, right? So this is where everybody's attention is. So if you're not making content for the 10, 11 platforms that are on this device, you're missing out. Uh, but again, that's not for every business. If you're a gas station, that does not apply. But most businesses, by and large, um, social media is where it's at right now. Now, depending on what target you have is going to, to depend on which platform you should be on. For example, if you are um, a younger generation, then maybe it's Instagram. Whereas if you're looking for an older generation, then it's going to be Facebook. Facebook is almost uh, the majority of people are on Facebook, but not everybody. Definitely the most ambidextrous. Right. For sure. But if you're looking for business professionals, then you want to be on LinkedIn. And every one of those platforms are different. And how you have to treat them is different. You can't take the same message and put it on all three because it's not going to fit with the audience that's on each one of them. So, and a lot of people try to do that. They try to band-aid. They try to make this, and I'm going to give it to everyone. The problem is it only works for one person, not everyone. So, um, but on the whole, as far as what people should be doing universally, most people, can't say everybody, most people, social media is what you should do. And there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. Are there any industries out there that don't rely on marketing? Um... Gas stations the government, nailed it. No, the government relies on marketing too. Oh, they do. And they do a heavy job yeah. of marketing. Um, <laughs> no, if you're in business, you have to communicate your business. Um, now, you can do it in different ways, you know, but even somebody like Mary Kay, Avon, Amway. Oh, that's heavy marketing. They're still marketing. Even you know? gas stations because, you know, signage is marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Every, th- every business, in order to have a business, you're going to have to communicate your business to other people. Otherwise, it's a hobby. It's for your friends and your family. If you want to make money from it, you're going to have to invest in how to communicate that to other people, yes. right. which we, is marketing. We always say there, uh, uh, Regis McKenna, who is a, He's a, a guru. guru, I mean, of like marketing and ad, ad, advertising. Uh, he was intimately attached to Steve Jobs and the Apple campaign. Anyway, he is notorious for quoting something akin to, not verbatim, marketing is everything and everything is marketing. Mm-hmm. Because marketing is communicating your business. 
So marketing is your business card. Marketing is the shirt with your logo on it. Marketing is your signage. Marketing is your employees if they are forward-facing. It's your office decor. Mm -hmm. It's your manner in which you speak on the, the telephone. It is everything that is involved in communicating your business to another person. That is all marketing. And if sure. you, you know, Zachary, uh, to quote another guru, Zachary Bennett here, <laughs> he, he uh, actually had made a quote one time, completely on accident, that I still love. So I'm going to quote you. Like you're not in the room. Sure. Cool. All right. I don't know which quote you're going to give. Zachary once said, um, it, you could be the best chef. You could cook the best steak in town. But if nobody knows about it, you're just cooking for your family. And I love that quote because, and he literally accidentally kind of blurred that out. It was which, actually on a, uh, on a, on a, a radio, radio show. show. Yeah. And it's funny because like he didn't even realize that it was brilliant until I was freaking out about it. But it's that's, very, that's true. very if, true. If people don't know about your business, you're not in business. You're in a hobby. Sure. You're doing it for yourself. If you want to make money, if you want, or, or you want people to, to get your message, understand what you're trying to do. You need to communicate it. And that's all marketing. So to answer your question, Bailey, everybody, sure. everybody needs marketing. Everybody. So tell me this, just to, to kind of end, to wrap up with this, and it's right in line with what you were just talking about, the episode, you know, the title of our podcast is Burn the Ship, where we think business is that, burning the ship is, you know, you arrive somewhere, you tell your people to burn the ship because we're either going to figure it out here or we're going to die and we're going to go do something else, you know? <laughs> so... With that in mind, with exactly what you just said, to those people that are looking to take advantage of their entrepreneurial spirit, tell me the advantage and why people should burn the ship. Oh. Why do you, you want to take that? Uh, you go ahead. To me, the the whole, you know, uh, what you just said about the name of the show, Burn the Ship, it, that's all commitment. You know, um, it's, it's, you know, Yoda says there's do and do not do. There is no try. We're quoting all um, the gurus yeah. today. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it's true. You know, um, you know, uh, Amadeus Mozart said the same thing. You either do music or you don't do music. Your business is the same way. If you're going to do it, do it, do it proactively, do it correctly, um, and invest in it. Do what you've got to do. If you're going to play at it, don't bother. Sure. There, you know, I, I tell people all the time: if you're starting your business to make money, there's easier ways to make money. You start a business because you like what it is you're doing, or you have some sort of passion for helping other people, or whatever it is that you're trying to do. Um, if you just want to make money, play the start market. Yeah. There's other ways to make money other than starting a business. Starting a business is going to take character. It's going to take drive. And that drive is not something that you can teach people. You know, you can bring a, a, a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Same thing. I can tell you all the steps. I cannot make you do it. Sure. You have to have that commitment. You have to have that drive. I can tell you the steps. I can lead you in how to do it, but I can't make you do it. Sure. No matter how much you pay me, I cannot make you do it, right? So that's that's really where the whole burn the ship to me part comes in. It, that symbolizes that commitment. Absolutely. I've decided that I'm going to do this come hell or high water. And that type of commitment, that's what makes you successful. Absolutely. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, ditto <laughs> on that. And I, yeah, and now that you got me thinking about it um, – it's absolutely a commitment. You know, it takes a lot to get to that point where you have an opened business. Like my business is open for business because even in the book that you wrote, Zachary, there's a lot that goes into 
what happens before you even open the doors. Oh, sure. Before you even announce to the world that you are in business. There's so much that has to happen before that moment. And a lot of it is financial. A lot of it is time-consuming. A lot of that pulls away time from your family. It pulls away, you know, uh, money you had allocated to fix the downstairs bathroom. Whatever it is, is now being filtered into this dream to get these doors open. And so that's the ship crossing the whatever the seas and then by the time i want to say the delaware but that's weird right anyway but like you know you have the ship crossing over torrential waters you're gonna weather whatever storm until you get to that shoreline and once you're there you have the option of turning back you do unless you have no option to turn back burning the ship is a terrifying notion it's an absolutely terrifying notion but so is turning back and understanding that everything that you did to get to where you are was for nothing. That is also a terrifying notion. It is a paralyzing, demoralizing notion. So if you're going to make that journey to get to the shoreline, then you are in it. You are there. You yeah, are And committed. you have to be. And, you know, and, and you, you want to do whatever it's going to take to keep that business going i would say sure. the ship afloat but we burnt the ship so <laughs> we're off the ship now we're on the island we're we're naked and afraid <laughs> and um we're on the island and we're trying our best to survive and as a business owner for those of you out there that are business owners it is all survival every once in a while if you've been in business long enough you get to that point where you're thriving <laughs> and it's lovely and it's temporary <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're in survival mode again and then you're thriving and surviving and thriving and surviving and it's up and down and it's it can be very draining it can be very hard it is very hard it's not it's mostly very hard but it can be very rewarding if you're in it for the right reasons and you've done all the work to get there then that's what it that's what it's about yeah and sure. you have to decide also what you know what is your end goal a lot of people, they jump into business without ever thinking their end goal. You know, do you want to have a legacy to pass on to your family? Do you want to make a difference in the industry? Are you just wanting to make enough money to retire and then sell your business and go away? All of that, that's part of your vision. It makes a difference in how you're going to operate that business. Sure. Somebody will so. suffer if you decide to turn back. You know, if your vision is to give it away to your family, you know, retire, give it to your son's daughters to take carry on. If you decide to get back on that ship, then that they suffer. Yeah. You know, if you have this wonderful product that can revolutionize or change the way people mop their floors, <laughs> whatever, then, which I'm not knocking, by the way, because I hate mopping. Yeah. That'd be great. Anyways, um, send all products to my house. Anyways, so if you have this revolutionary product and you decide to bail, go back, then somebody's going to suffer. They're not going to see your vision. Yeah, all the people that needed that product, which is the reason you were making it, for one. Yeah. Should have been, at least. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. So tell people how to find you if they want to have a conversation with you. Um, well, it depends on why you want to have a conversation with me. So uh, Don't call him. <laughs> he does not answer his phone. Um, you can go to reformationproductions.com, uh, which is our website. Uh, that's the agency's website. If you want to reach me um, personally for you know uh, consultation or speaking engagements, for the book, that sort of thing. You can go to bzacharybennett.com uh, for that. Um, we're also all over the interwebs. You could just Google us and find us that way. Yeah, we're on social media, on YouTube. We have a podcast of our own. 
um, if you would like to be entertained and informed at the same time. Yes, that's at straightshot.net or wherever you enjoy podcasts. Yes. Uh, we're on all the, the platforms. We get around. Um, and we have a phone number. We do. It is 678-825-8086. Yep. Cool. And you can call that number, and more than more often than not, I will answer the phone. So you'll get to talk directly to me. Lucky you. <laughs> well, I appreciate you guys. I can speak for myself as well as the audience that you guys have given us a lot of good insight here as far as good. you know what the future of our own business looks like, what the future of hopefully some of our audience's business looks like, and I hope to kind of connect to you guys to some of those people within our network and see if we can make some magic happen. So, like I said, I, I appreciate the resources from you guys. I, I really, really do. I appreciate the time. You guys are very, very entertaining, uh, which is. <laughs> definitely not the norm um you know for business people especially in the in the marketing world you know you you find a lot of people that are that are in their bat cave clicking away and i appreciate mm-hmm. you guys coming out making the drive sure um a lot of people are not going to know how far of a drive you guys made but you're you know damn near halfway across the state so <laughs> i appreciate you guys you know we could be like um like in the next town over but with georgia traffic it yeah, still it takes matter. us like six hours <laughs> to get anywhere well, cool. I appreciate you guys. Thank Thank you I look for forward to. Us. I hope to have you guys back sometime. Sure. Thanks. Sure, we'll be back. Cool. Thank you. Thanks.